Welcome to Reflections from WT. This is the podcast that Dr. Wendler and I do every month from West Texas A&M University, and this is episode number 45. This is a special Christmas episode. And Dr. Wendler, I just want to talk to you a little bit about Christmas today. The reason I thought this would be a good idea is because just the other day I checked my mail and I got a really, really interesting, special Christmas card from you. Well, you know, Mary and I, when we first got here, started the tradition. I've been around large organizations basically my whole life. And there's always these cards. They're kind of what I'd call in quotation marks, store-bought. You know, they, 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 yeah, yeah. They, you get one of these things and you send out a Christmas card that says, you know, happy holidays from so on and so forth. And we thought we would uh, work to personalize the card in two directions. One, to talk about something that was important about WT and use this time of year to reflect on it. That was the first one. And the second was for us to share a little bit about what the holiday means to us and so on and so forth and others around the campus. We we yeah. recognize our view of the holiday is one thing, but other people have different views. Well, it's a beautiful card. And, and I like because it kind of has a theme and, and the theme is the Buffalo Marching Band. Yeah. And why, a, why did you pick that? Well, you know, the band is a very important part of this university campus uh, for many reasons. First of all, the band camps that we have in the summers that have been going on for many, many years are um, absolutely essential to helping share what West Texas A&M University is. I can't believe we've had a hundred of those. This is the hundredth anniversary band camp. I know, I know. And 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 by the way, the hundred and fifth anniversary of the marching band. This is part of who we are. Yeah. This is like football at Notre Dame. It, it <laughs> is, you can't talk about Notre Dame without thinking about football and, and the legendary coaches and all that sort of stuff. And of course, the Catholic Church at Notre Dame. But, but here, this marching band, it is part of who we are. It's an incredibly important tradition. And not just for the people that engage it through being in the band or people that come to the band camps in the summer or our or, or excellent music program. It's important because it captures the spirit, I think, of West Texas A&M University. Yeah, you know, one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of my students they're, they're not music majors, but they're still in the marching band. Right. I didn't realize that was even possible. When you see the marching band, you, you have students from all kinds of disciplines out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, they're not just academic or uh, wanting to be professional music teachers or musicians, but they just, just love music. They just love music. Yeah. And, you know, that, that pride shows through. As a matter of fact, George Park said, a band is not proud because it performs well. It performs well because it is proud. Yeah. And I think that kind of institutional pride is very important. It marks that band, and uh, it marks a lot of things that we do at WT. And back to the Christmas cards, that's what makes this time of year to reflect. We're coming to the end of a year. We're starting a new year. It's a time of, in my mind, a time of hope, looking forward, which I love to do. You know, I'm a planner. Mm -hmm. I like to think ahead and, and look forward. This, this Christmas card, in particular this year's with the band, but in general, it's a time to both reflect and project. It lets us look back and look ahead at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I, I bet this is a really busy, busy time of the year for you and Mary, isn't it? Yeah, it is with our, you know, obviously with our own family and trying to see the kids and the grandkids. You know, we have six grandchildren. It's, a, it's an important time for us. Plus all the stuff you have to do around here. Around here. Yeah. That's right. We were, you know, we just had the lighting of the lights, uh, the campus lights last week. We've had Christmas choral and, and uh, symphonic performance was this past Sunday, the same time as the Christmas open house at the president's house. 
there are a lot of things going on. And what, what I fear about all of the activity is, if we're not careful, we lose the central focus of what the holiday is about. And, and I don't mean just for me, but I mean just for everybody, the end of a year and the beginning of another year. Now, for me, that has a lot of special meanings, but it does all different kinds of meanings around the campus. Some people celebrate Kwanzaa, December 26th through January 1st, uh, 23. They'll, they'll be getting ready for that. Some may be reflecting on Hanukkah activities that'll occur December 18th through December 26th. Others may be looking forward or, or remembering, actually, this year, uh, Davila, the Festival of Lights, which was celebrated October 22nd through October 26th. And even though it's a few months past, it's an annual celebration, very important to many people. Ramadan is coming up later in the spring, April 1st through May 1st. If you're Japanese, you might be looking forward to celebrate the Emperor's birthday on February 23rd. These are fall, spring, winter turn-of-the-year celebrations that I think help a society understand who it is and who the various groups in the society are. It's a very important thing. Now, in my house, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ on the 25th of December, and many people celebrate that, but not everybody. And I just think we can all— I think, in general, December is just maybe a spiritual month and a month for rest and reflection, and like you say, looking forward. Yeah, I think it is. You, you conclude know, things, you look ahead. And one so of the on. things that I personally am grateful for is that you keep me employed. I appreciate that. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to have a job myself. It's, <laughs> it's nice. You know, you can buy presents at, uh, at this time of year. One of the great things about doing what we do is that we get to reboot. I, it's what I call it, reboot. So I get to teach some of the same classes over. So how can I make it better? So I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to do it again. Next time, I'm going to try to do it a little bit better. So I, I, I'm grateful go. for that. You know, somebody asked me one time, what do you like about being a member of the university community? I said, well, it's a little bit like a farmer. My growing season starts in the fall, in August or September. We yeah. plant a new crop. We bring in new students and everything. And then we make a harvest, in a sense, in May. I, I hope that's not a crass characterization, but that's what we do. That cyclical nature of it is what reinforces to me the power of these, of these holidays. Everybody celebrates something, even if they don't, if they say, well, I'm not interested in any of that. They yeah. may, they eat, they, uh, they exchange gifts, even typically. And they sure don't mind taking the days off. No. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. Yeah. It is, you said it best, Randy. It's a time for reflection and taking stock of where you've been. And what's going to happen? That's what I like back to where you started about these Christmas cards. Every year we do something different. We've looked at the College of Education the first year through a, a legendary teacher up here in the Texas Panhandle. We've looked at the buffalo as a symbol of WT. We've looked uh, at the old Ed building as an icon on the campus. This year we looked at the band. I think I'm leaving one out, but we've looked at a number of different things that are important to WT rather than just a Christmas card that says season's greetings. Yeah. You know, that yeah. you buy for 15 cents, you know, at the when you get <laughs> a thousand of them or 2,000 of them. And we always give a gift. This year, the gift is a rendering of the band. I forget exactly what year it is, but it's a rendering of the marching band. That's a very nice rendering. And it's, you know, it's given not to everybody, it's it's expensive, but it's, uh, we, we give that out to. Hundreds of people. Am I getting one? <laughs> well, I, I, you get, I don't remember seeing one in the mail. No, so. you, you could print one digitally off the Christmas <laughs> no, card yeah. if you'd like. <laughs> we got you. You like getting your paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. 
So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about some of your favorite Christmas memories. Okay. We'll be back in 60 seconds. West Texas A&M University is the Panhandle's university. With a commitment to serving the region and the world, WT is proud to put people, programs, and places first. We are a strong community, a herd of buffaloes proud to call West Texas home. Learn more at wtamu.edu. All right, we are back. This is Reflections from WT. I'm talking to Dr. Walter Wendler, the 11th president of West Texas A&M. You've talked a little bit about Christmas and how important it is and how special it is to the campus. I want to talk a little bit about how special it is to you. Do you have a favorite Christmas memory? Yeah, I have a number. As a matter of fact, just yesterday or the day before, Mary and I were talking about this. When I was a child, and I come from a family of six kids, there was I had five brothers and sisters, well, one brother and four sisters. We were outnumbered. <laughs> family of six children and working parents. My father was a janitor in the high school I went, and my mother worked in the kitchen in the same high school. That's what my family did. Yeah. By the standards that I'm used to now, it was very, very modest. Some people would say poor. I'll just say modest because I didn't. we didn't know any different. But we had a very strong Western European Christmas tradition. Both my mom's family and my dad's family were immigrants. My dad from Switzerland, my mother from Italy. My mother's maiden name was Patron, and it's mm. uh, they came through Sicily. And my dad was Swiss. His family came from Bern. So they had this kind of Western European, Italian, Swiss idea about the holidays, which are very strong and in many ways, very traditional kind of Christmas thing about the holidays. We were brought up to believe Santa Claus actually set up the Christmas tree in our living room on Christmas Eve. Now, how he did that, I don't know. I don't know how he got down the <laughs> chimney. I didn't know anything, but I was a baby, you know, a kid, a young young child. I believed it. Mary and I were just thought we'd go to bed like at 6 o'clock and, of course, try to stay awake to see if we'd be there and you know, somehow hear him in the living room or whatever. But we went to bed, and my parents set up that Christmas tree. My father would go out on Christmas Eve and buy it. He'd usually spend a buck or a buck and a half for a Christmas tree. Nobody was buying them. They were gone. And he'd get scraggly looking trees. We didn't care. We, you know, it had lights and, uh, and ornaments on it. And there were presents underneath it. We were, it was good. We were good to go. Good to go. That memory of waking up on Christmas morning. It's wild. Yeah. And the, going yeah. out there, the tree was set up and yeah. the presents all there. Yeah. yeah. I had triplet sisters. I still do. They were, they were all in the, around the Manhattan in New York. They would get so excited. They were the youngest, my father said, after the triplets were born. <laughs> you know, we had three and then doubled the population in one, in one fell swoop. He said, that's enough of that. And so we didn't have any, he was afraid he might have more, three more, I guess. But at any rate, they were the youngest and they would get so excited. They'd be jumping and all excited around the Christmas tree and all that sort of stuff. And it just touches my heart. And we didn't get Xboxes and iPhones and stuff. We got socks and underwear, like a lot of people my age, you know, the children of Depression era parents and grandparents. It was remarkable how much joy they could bring to us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a romantic about family life. I'm not a father knows best or a leave it to beaver family type guy. I recognize that family has all kinds of challenges and they come down all shapes and sizes. But I will tell you the family is the founding 
social unit for a free society. It is absolutely the bedrock on which the society is built. I have a similar kind of memory. My dad worked in the oil field, and my mom was a secretary. Like yours, they were very much, we were working class family. So I don't know how they did it. They would save up all year long just for Christmas. I can remember one Christmas getting the bicycle that I had been wishing for all year. They got one from me and my sister both. And I know, looking back, that was a struggle for them to do. Yeah. But we always had a good Christmas. We always yeah. had a good Christmas. They, yeah. they made it a point. Christmas was a time of celebration. We spent a lot of our Christmas in church, too. Yeah, well, you were family of faith, right? Very much yeah. family of faith. And, and we always celebrated the birth of Christ. Santa was a part of it, but it wasn't a big, huge part of it. I, right. I love Christmas, and i looking forward, like you, to being able to spend time with my family this year. But family is, like you say, the bedrock. Yeah. Well, it's a remarkable time in the panhandle. It's a remarkable time at WT. It's, uh, and yeah, people can say that about wherever they live and so on, but good, say it. I say say it and remember it and celebrate it. And that, you know, I'll go back to where we started with these Christmas cards, trying to express to the best of our ability, which is always wanting in some form or fashion, trying to express the purpose and power of this change that occurs and the reflection back and projection forward. This time of year is exceedingly important, and I thank God for it every day. Well, normally at this time, I throw a curveball, and I'm not going to throw you a curveball this time. I'm going to throw the curveball to our audience, people listening. I want to challenge you, if you're listening, to just reflect, and I want you to think about your favorite Christmas memory as we here at West Texas A&M University wish you a very Merry Christmas. Thanks, Randy.